and welcome to another episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy in your home to design, architecture, yoga, meditation, and travel. I've created this podcast as a place to come for design inspiration and especially to learn about Vastu Shastra with a modern approach. I am your host, Katerina Borinova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. So in this week's episode, I want to share ways to cultivate health and well-being through Vastu Shastra. And the irony of this episode is that I am actually recording during quarantine, something I did not plan, but it's funny that this episode came at this time. Last week, unfortunately, Jesse tested positive for COVID, so we've been at home isolated and quarantining. Thankfully, Jesse only had a few minor symptoms. I've come up negative, but it definitely turned our world upside down for a few days. And I think after the last two years, it has become so important to make time for us to take care of ourselves so we can be healthy, alert, positive, and have the energy to take on whatever comes our way. Good health is something we should all strive to have in our lives. And I am beyond grateful that we've been able to stay healthy throughout most of the pandemic and that this past week was just a minor bump in the road. And also, there may be moments in life where we aren't able to focus on our own health. We may be looking after young children, aging parents, or may even have a heavy workload. So I want to share with you ways through Vastu Shastra principles that will help improve your health and well-being. as we begin every episode, let's take a moment and think about something that you are grateful for right now in this present moment. I know last week's episode, I shared that I was very grateful for our health, and that's something I'm going to say and share that I'm grateful for again in this episode. Of course, we've been very lucky to stay healthy throughout most of the past few months, So definitely grateful for our health, but on another note is I am really grateful that I found the most amazing probiotic called Just Thrive. And no, this is not an ad. I'm just really happy with this probiotic, but if anybody from Just Thrive is listening, I would love to be sponsored by you because this probiotic has changed my digestion to feel amazing. It was definitely a bumpy ride at first, which they do say just thrive probiotic pill. It does have something in it that does really attack the bad bacteria in your gut. And so it was challenging first few weeks for sure. There was definitely bad bacteria built up in my gut, probably from after the holidays, just where my diet probably wasn't the best. I definitely ate a lot more sweets, drank a lot more wine, ate more heavier foods. And so I definitely felt like the new year was a great time to start this probiotic and it has been a game changer. My digestion feels so good. I just feel so much better. And I've also noticed a difference in my skin. I've definitely seen my skin clear up. So I'm really, really grateful for this probiotic. So today we are going to dive a little deeper than we have in previous episodes, and we're going to focus on the eastern part of the home, which represents our health and well-being. And in Vastu Shastra, each direction is governed by an element, which I've shared in previous episodes. 
you have the northeast corner, which is governed by the water element, the southeast corner, which is governed by the fire element, the southwest, which is governed by the earth element, and the northwest, which is governed by the air element. But what I previously didn't share was going to the depths of the planet and the deity that governs whatever certain area we we're talking about. And today we're talking about the east. So not the northeast or not the southeast, but really just the eastern part of your home. So which element would then be part of the east? Because it's between the northeast, which is the water element, and the southeast, which is the fire element, the east is actually a mix of both elements. Now the deity of the east is the god Indra. He is the supreme ruler of gods and one of the oldest gods. He's the Vedic god of weather, seasons of the year, sky, lightning, thunder, storms, rain, rivers, and war. So a lot of water and fire there, right? He is also the defender of good against evil, and he would supply earthly elements such as rain. The storms he created would then cause rain to fall on fertile areas, cultivating growth of food and plants. Indra also has some control over death and would help those that had fallen during war. One of the interesting things I found out about Indra while researching him is he likes to drink lots of alcohol, and one of his favorite drinks is a ritual drink called Soma, which is a hallucinogenic drink that causes him to become immortal and much larger in size, which would then help him when he would battle demons. If you look up images of Indra, he's often depicted riding his four-tusk white elephant, Aravada. And so Indra is our deity for the east part of the home. And as we can see, he has a mix of a water-fire personality and also a theme of well-being and health, of course, minus the drinking. Now, the governing planet of the east is the sun. And yes, some of you may think, no, the sun is a large star, but in Vedic astrology, the sun is a planet. And so the sun on a physical level will rule the heart, your circulation, digestion, nervous and immune systems, your bones and your eyesight. The sun also governs our intelligence, perception, character and endurance, which would make sense that the sun would be the planet of this part of the home, the east, because doesn't it feel good when you get a little bit of sun, especially after sitting inside all day or quarantining? It's always refreshing to take a walk and have the sun warm you up, give you a little bit of that vitamin D. The sun is really a healing planet. So to summarize, we have the element of the east is a mix of water and fire, our deity is the god Indra, and the sun is our planet for this part of the home. So now what rooms are the best to have in the east? Bathrooms are especially good to have in the east, especially if you have windows that would allow the glow of the morning sun to come into your space. For example, in our apartment, unfortunately our bathrooms aren't on the east, but our bedroom is, so we get this beautiful eastern morning sun that comes in through the windows that I actually meditate with. And it's just so nurturing and refreshing to feel that morning sun on you, especially after a good night's sleep. Another room that's good to have in the east is the dining room, although the dining room is also good to be in the west and the south. But if you do have the dining room in the east, it's very good because, of course, in the dining room, you eat and you nourish your body. 
And so while you eat, you want to make sure this space is very relaxing. So if, for example, you are eating with your children, avoid discussing stressful things such as exams or schoolwork and refrain from having arguments at the table. You want this space to be safe so that your digestion does not suffer. Because when you're stressed and trying to eat, your body isn't absorbing the right nutrition and your gut is stressed, which can cause indigestion, upset stomach, and also an unhealthy mindset around food. So the dining room really should be a sacred place where you enjoy food and drink that nourishes your body. So what does it mean to have an unbalanced eastern part of the home? Well, an unbalanced part of the home means that you have blocked energy to possibly an architectural element, such as not having windows to allow the morning light in from the east. But if you don't have windows in the east, it's perfectly okay. I don't expect you to start knocking down walls to make space for new windows. This is just an example of an unbalanced eastern part of the home. Now, you may have more earth or air elements in the space rather than water and fire, or perhaps this area of your home is full of clutter. If the eastern part of your home is unbalanced, you may suffer from low energy, you may become chronically ill, possibly have financial difficulties, and failures in your life can be very common, which we don't want any of that, right? So how do we balance the eastern part of the home? Well, as I mentioned, the eastern part of the home is governed by the water and fire elements. So adding any of these two elements into the space are very important. So you can do this through in adding candles, fountains, bubblers, and if maybe you need to simplify on adding these elements, you can also just do a painting of a waterfall or a river, the ocean, invite colors of blue or green, reds, oranges that represent the fire element. One of the things you can do in your dining room if it's in the east is paint the walls shades of pink or orange because this will stimulate your appetite. Now reducing clutter. This is always going to come up in Vastu Shastra. Reduce clutter to bring in positive energy. You have to simplify. It can even mean by cleaning out one drawer or one little corner of the eastern part of your home. That way, you reduce this negative energy. This way, you allow the energy to move through your home because when you have clutter, energy gets stagnant and it gets stuck among all the stuff that you have. And so you want it to be able to provide just a flow of energy. Now, you can also add purifying plants to the space so that they can absorb the toxins in the air. And these plants should be small and light so they don't block the positive energy coming from the sun if they're in a window because you do want that light to come into your space. Now, a less intrusive idea is to sit in meditation. And of course, when you sit in meditation, you want to be facing east. I have a podcast episode about creating a meditation space, which I'll provide a link into the show notes if you want to learn more about meditation in Vastu Shastra. And while you sit in meditation, you can chant the sun mantra 108 times. Om Namo Bhagavata Rama Chandrayana Maha. I'll provide this chant in the show notes, and I've also found a great YouTube video that you can use to follow along and chant this chant 108 times. Another thing you can do, especially if you're limited on space as well, is you can build a health and well-being altar. 
Colors you can use in your altar could be white and gold, the aroma of lavender. You can invite gemstones like clear quartz, ruby, red coral, red garnet, any of the red colors that represent the fire element. You can also put photo of loved ones if there's someone you're thinking about who may not be well in your family or your friend. And you want to take care of this altar and come back to it. You don't want to just build it and leave it alone, but mend to it, almost like a garden. And maybe you can chant the mantra while you sit at your altar. And always remember that as you do any of these things, you should do so with good intention. you to use these tools I shared and experiment with what feels right for the space and you. Trust yourself as you make changes and if you feel like something's off or the energy doesn't feel right, don't force it. Our well-being and health is so important and taking the time to nurture this area of the home not only shifts the energy in the space but also within you. You want to take care of the macro which then takes care of the micro in return. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you are all healthy and well, especially starting the new year. If you like this episode, please give it a heart or thumbs up and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thank you so much and see you next Friday. 